The Alpha Sessions. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Alpha Sessions. Today I have Gigi Harlan and Diggs. Welcome. How are you both? You good? Good. How are you feeling? So tell me all about your beginnings in music. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Hereford originally. Um, so just on the Welsh Welsh border, yeah. mm-hmm. and you moved to London recently or long? Time? No, so I moved to London after college because I kind of did music college mm-hmm. in Hereford, and then just wanted any excuse to, to escape. Yeah, to well, I loved. Uh, it's a really cool place to to grow up. It's very mm-hmm. beautiful, but I think if you want to, I don't know. I was just hungry for experiences and adventure, mm. so uh, I wanted to escape. Yeah, not much say. of a music scene. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what? There was actually a really good one. It was like. There's loads of pubs, there was gigs like every weekend that all of your mates in college used to be in bands. So it was actually quite a good little scene like when I was there. But yeah, I just wanted an adventure really. So how did you first enter the music scene? Was it a family thing? Was it all just, you heard a song one day and you're like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, did, it, about? did I? Um, I've always written, I, was, I wrote poetry from like a really young age. Um, my parents had a pub. So mm. from the age of about seven, I was on my own quite a bit. And um, we had a little piano in the back room. I just used to kind of play that. And then at some point I figured out you could sort of put the two things together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just did that just to not thinking about it at all mm. as like any like a career or anything. It was just mm. like fun thing to do. Yeah. And then, yeah, it it's just always went been there. an instinctual thing. I yes. Guess. Yeah. So you've recently released a single. Twenty um, something. Yeah, was that this year? That yeah, was this it was. Year, right? Yeah, in March. Um, but that was your first one. But I feel you've been doing music before that, before long. Yeah. Um, so I've written for other people for quite a while, mm-hmm. mainly like dance top lines and things. Yeah. Um, and I'd just be like a ghostwriter. So there's nice. stuff floating around out there with my voice on it, um, but not my name on it, which yeah. I quite like because it just gave me a chance to try loads of different things and see what I suited and, and what I didn't. Mm. But I always knew I had songs of my own mm. written but I never was quite sure what to do with them I think I don't know if you've had this but when you're writing for other people you it's kind of easy to sort of lose mm-hmm. your own voice a bit and then lockdown happened and obviously everything kind of ground to a halt for a lot of mm. people in music and I just had more space and a bit more time to just focus on what I wanted mm. to do and I also was coming out of a relationship at that point so I had stuck <laughs> in a room post breakup so it was the nice, right time Zero. for it to happen yeah. so how yeah. did you get into ghostwriting and top lining as like your money maker is that what you were doing for a living yes like, wow. how did, yeah point. how did that begin it's like it was through a couple of people that i knew from hereford actually so mm-hmm. the first one was a, a guy that i knew in hereford that came to london and he was doing sessions here while i was mm-hmm. i was like 17 or 18 at the time and he just had artists that he was working with and we were kind of doing bits together as well and then he just said you should come up to London and do some sessions and Mm. it just went from there like from every other session I'd meet um, Mm. meet people and just yeah I don't know it's hard to explain (laughs) how they say it's really annoying because I always want people to say in detail how this works when I watch like people talk that I love but it's a weird thing it kind of happens without you realising a lot of this stuff doesn't it it's like a gradual development and then you find yourself somewhere and like it always happens somebody asks you how you got there and you'll be like I don't I don't know. Yeah, I wish I had a better happens. answer. But yeah, I think it's just um, 
just making friends really yeah, yeah. networking yeah it's a good network it. do you find london is the perfect hub for that because some people come here i think from the country or you know outside even yeah. the suburbs and they think this is like the place and there's yeah. all the activity in, in this hub but yeah. some people find it too much and it's like there's too many people trying to do it so how does the london music scene yeah. feel for you like it feels First of all, it's different now to how it was when mm. I first got here, which makes me sound completely ancient. <laughs> but it's um, there are a lot of really amazing people. Actually, if you do like open mics and you actually go to gigs, that kind of seems like where people are the most open. But I feel like, and if you are doing the whole online thing, it becomes so much about like sending people emails <laughs> and just getting in people's DMs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it seems like sometimes people are quite sort of. Um, protective mm. um or people don't really want to share ideas mm. and and things because they're like oh you might you might <laughs> nick it but if you actually go to gigs and get to know people it's still they're still pretty good yeah i think a lot of people are defensive in that way especially in london which is weird but i think it's because there are so many people around yeah. but as a, i guess working in rooms writing with other people you get used to just working off yeah each other yeah um so when you wrote 20 something was that completely on your own, sitting in, in a room, like you say, in lockdown? Is that a lockdown little yeah, personal project? pretty much. So uh, just before lockdown, I was in London, and I was starting to feel getting to the kind of late 20s um, panic. <laughs> Whereas you're just like, oh, God. Like, you just start to uh, just have a bit of anxiety about mm-hmm. you. Like, I don't think I've chosen the wrong path because this feels like the most instinctual mm-hmm. thing ever. But I guess it's just coming to terms with my creativity um, being a different thing to what I thought it was going to be initially, like just having a different relationship with it. But 20-something was kind of the song that I wrote um, as a step to getting me to that point, I think, which is just the... I think sometimes you just have to accept the fact that you're having a little bit of a wig out. Mm. And once (laughs) you do that, it's like you leave the space for the new, like your new uh, part of your process to Mm. come in. Yeah. When you say like your creativity turned out different or you feel weird about it, yeah. what do you mean by that? Like you expected to be a different kind of musician or artist? Yeah, well, I just, I think like a lot of people, I just put so much pressure on like one definition of success, mm-hmm. which was like, you know, I'm going to go to London, make music, get signed. It was a very like, and there's no blueprint for being mm. in the music industry. It's not like being a doctor or a lawyer. If you do steps yeah. one, two, three, four, and five, sooner or later you're going to become this. It's like, there's no blueprint. It's kind of the wild west. <laughs> there's so many ways to do it. And I just kind of thought I was going to have this one track way of doing it. And mm. then it's actually through lockdown as well. I read a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, mm. which if you are a creative in any lane, whether it's music or like painting, filmmaking, whatever, read it or get the audiobook if you're not a reader because the way she explains it it's probably going to sound a bit airy fairy so yeah, but I'm we for that. that I'm all for that um, I'm a bit of a hippie at heart mm-hmm. so she explains um, creativity as uh, kind of along the same bones as how they used to think about it in ancient Rome and in ancient Rome you know they had gods and goddesses mm-hmm. for different different elements um, and different areas of life and uh, artists used to have these kind of invisible spirits that used mm-hmm. to kind of live in the walls of your studio and they used to call those spirits a genius so it wasn't that you were a genius you had a genius and then if you're you were working if your work was terrible 
couldn't be entirely you to blame mm. because like your genius just wasn't <laughs> playing ball that time and if your work was amazing it stopped you becoming like a raging narcissist so it basically means your ego could survive its own yeah. failure or its own success and it just creates this bit of distance between you and mm. the work and then sooner or later down the road um they started to call the human the genius and the human was like the center of all inspiration and there's no room for gods mm. or mysteries or anything like that and like we've been losing people at an alarming rate because of the mental health pressures mm. like ever since and i mean i had no expectations like, I'm like there was no one waiting for my stuff to come out but just the pressure alone that i lumped on myself i kind of made myself feel like that was and then as soon as i read that book it was just like game changer i was like what if i think about this thing as something that like comes from outside and it can be about your experiences but from just from some other place mm. and it made the whole situation so much less um, stressful to mm. deal with and something that's actually supposed to be which is something that's innate and yeah. like enjoyable and that feeds you rather than takes from you mm -hmm. so yeah it's a very healthy way of sort of balancing everything out your expectations yeah. success because it is true a lot of people get quite obsessed with success sometimes yeah. but not even knowing what success is yeah so looking back on your release of 20 something with that in mind mm -hmm. do you feel at peace with it and how like the way it played out how yeah. many listens it got and streams it got all that kind of thing yeah it's really difficult not to look at the numbers and yeah, things yeah. um especially when you've got sort of management and stuff like that but i just obviously it's a it's a cool thing when you see like x amount of people have like mm -hmm. listened to your song or whatever because you just know it's resonated mm -hmm. somewhere um but I'm, I'd say I'm in a fairly good spot with it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good space to be where you can be like, it's good if it happens, if it doesn't, I'm also happy. Yeah. Breathe a little deeper every step I'm taking. Count to three, don't focus on the way my hands are shaking. I smile and I'm faking. Faces of the strangers on the escalator Funny how you look for comfort in the strangest places When everything's changing And now my house feels bigger than it's ever been Cause I'm learning how to live without the sound of him I've always been someone to somebody Now I need a body just to feel I'm not alone for the very first time Twenty-something, I should be on fire Trying my best to make it all worthwhile 20-something, but I'm still a child tonight, Walk a little slower through an empty station Count to three and now I'm at another destination God, I'm so impatient, yeah And now I'm doing everything to get you off my mind I'm trying to give it up, but I hate goodbyes but I don't want to waste my time And now my house feels bigger than it's ever been Cause I'm learning how to live without the sound of him I've always been someone to somebody Now I need a body just to feel I'm not alone for the very first time Twenty-something, I should be on fire Trying my best to make it all worthwhile Twenty-something, but I'm still a child tonight oh, oh, oh. 
up late to do nothing I don't wanna get old And I know patience is one thing At least that's what I'm told But now my house feels bigger than it's ever been Cause I'm learning how to live without the sound of them I've always been someone to somebody Now I need a body just to feel I'm not alone for the very first time Twenty-something, I should be on fire I'm trying my best to make it all worthwhile Twenty-something, but I'm still a child tonight oh, oh, Twenty-something, mm -hmm. but I'm still a child The Alpha Sessions. I'd love to talk more about live stuff. Do you play live a lot? Do you play your own stuff live or do you tend to do covers gigs? And yeah, events? we've not done very many yet, have we? Because it's like even playing my stuff live is like quite new. Yeah. But I do um, covers gigs. I mm -hmm. play with a band. Oh, um, nice. and we, yeah, we That's just fun. travel around everywhere. Um, but yeah, we like to, we're going to be doing more gigs, I think, mm -hmm. just as a solo artist and me and you as well, different projects. What's been your experience of uh, the best live gigs in London? Have you had any disastrous kind of gigs uh, or is everything to you just like, yeah, it's how, it's how it went, that's all it's meant to be? Don't think I've had anything disastrous, no. No, played, there was a really fun show, there's a bar called Spiritual Bar yeah, in Camden, bar. yeah. yeah. Um, where I played, I went on tour with um, a friend of mine called Joel Gardner, who's also a really mm -hmm. amazing artist, like singer-songwriter. Um, and we did a tour called the Hometowns Tour, so it's basically four of us, and we played a show in everybody's hometown. Oh, we just rotated nice. the bill, so everyone yeah. was headlining their own their yeah. own town. So my hometown show was London, mm -hmm. and um, that was a really good gig. It was like the first time that I'd played a lot of those songs that I'd written in lockdown to mm -hmm. anyone, so it was like a... It was quite a visceral thing, um, and spiritual, you know, is like tiny. Yeah, it's very so it's gig. yeah, a really intimate gig, yeah. and everyone's very hushed, and it's yeah. everyone's very focused on on what's going yeah. on. But it was a really nice vibe. Do that was prefer... probably my favorite gig. Yeah. Oh, nice. Do you prefer a gig that is intimate, or do you love a big crowd? Theoretically, if you could have like thousands of people in front of you, would you choose that over a spiritual bar? Oh. I mean, there's a lot to be said for being... If the stage was big enough that I could just run around yeah. like a mad woman, yeah. Like Florence and the Machine. Yeah, Have you seen yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, jump about, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Good have you got any live gigs coming up? We have got... We're going to be doing some. Are they secrets? We haven't. <laughs> They're not official announcements? Yeah, not... There's some in the works, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing like confirmed at the moment, but we will be doing when we've like mm -hmm. released. When I've I've got another song that's coming out in a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. and then we've got our first one that's coming out in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So I think once we get those uh, out, mm -hmm. then we'll be playing live more. Now the second song you played for Sangria. Yes, is that the one is that about to be released, or is that just a yeah? Yeah, so that's coming. the next one that I've got um, coming out as a solo mm -hmm. solo artist. Yeah, and when was this one written? When did it come into creation? This one was like couple of years this is like yeah two years ago um summertime mm. and it's just about like being really carefree um kind of allowing yourself to daydream a little mm -hmm. bit um with somebody yeah do you always write from a personal perspective or is it more of like a third party yeah yeah always I don't know how always. to write like any other way if, if I was yeah. writing with another artist when I was co-writing mm. it was like it was always 
from like we'd have a chat so and some people like want to tell you their whole life story before they've <laughs> got in through the door and some people you have to like coax mm-hmm. it out of them a little bit but either way it would be something that had happened to them or their experience or a subject they wanted to write about but I'd always do it with uh, I don't know like your own expression your own yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't do know what find, that thing is but is it like a different part of your brain when you're writing with or for someone else um, like it's, it must be hard not to cross over your own emotions and like bringing your own stuff into the, the writing session which I, I guess is a good thing because you want your flair to be in it yeah but is it like a different part of you or do they sort of yeah. Do you know, when I was writing for other people for a while, I thought I felt like I had more freedom in some ways mm. because it was like, I'm not going to sing this. Mm. So, like, in a way, you can be as kind of honest and as straight up as you want mm. because as long as they're happy with it or whatever, but you're not going to have to yeah, sing it. It's a bit when you're like, well, you're putting this out as you, so yeah. it's um, you're a bit more tied to it. Mm-hmm. So for a while, I felt like I had more freedom. Um but yeah, I think it, maybe it is two different mm. sides of your brain, maybe. That have, have you ever written a song for someone else and thought, like, damn it, I wish that was mine? For somebody else? Yeah, uh, thought, like, wish you could just take it with you. I don't think so, because I no? just keep them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I've only done that, I've done that once, and I don't think they were going to take it anyway, because it had been, it was, like, on hold for right. a couple of months. I was like, yeah. can I just use it? Mm-hmm. Um but nothing that I've released is, mm. is like that. I'm going to release mm. is that. You sip sangria by the window. I'm watching your shadow dance on the wall. My friend said me tomorrow was going to. But I'm skipping everyone where they calls. There's a magic in the way we move. Feel the energy flicker in the dark of the room. And in your vision, I'm shimmering like a sunbeam on a swimming pool, yeah. Mmm. Cause you and I, we were born with a fire. Running wild on a lost highway. We could drive to the city of angels, but I got a better scene in my head.
been going wrong The second it's good, it's always gone But I'll take my chances, hands out in the dark Cause you and I, we were born with a fire In my head, you and I, we were born to be restless. Never had a reason to stay, but I'm hanging on every moment. I can do nothing with you all day. Da 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 I think this is a good time to bring Diggs into the conversation. You've been sitting in the corner there, and I just feel like we can't leave you out any longer. Um, so you do you write together as... I mean, you're forming a duo. This is a new mm-hmm. uh, adventure. Mm-hmm. And is this something that has changed the way you write, both of you, or do you tend to still write on your own and then just bring things to the duo? It's kind of a, it's kind of a bit of a mix. Like, sometimes G will have a song that she'll bring in, yeah. or sometimes I'll have an idea that comes in, but... It's been quite cool just exploring it because, like, the so, uh, single that's coming out later this year, G had the concept of it, and then she was just getting, we were getting ready to go out, and I had just had this idea and this top line that I showed her, mm. and then the song just kind of, kind of grew. So it's kind of like it's really nice being able to have a mix of, we can have ideas that we can bring in, but I, I don't, I'm almost like I don't. I enjoy more not completing uh, mm. ideas and bring them in. Maybe like lyrically, I'll bring something in our top line or some some chord ideas. But I almost like leaving it like unfinished because then when we hop on it together, it's like it, it just sounds super cool. We always get something really vibey that we both both yeah. really happy with. So I like the process better as well. I think if mm. we just work on some like it can be anything. Sometimes it'll just be like bits of lyric. Mm. But there won't be anything to them, or there won't be any arrangement, or you'll have an arrangement at the top line that's really that I like, and yeah. then I'll just sort of mm. weave some lyrics into it. So it's not really a set way, mm-hmm. is that? I think we're really good as well because if there's something like both of us, both of us come from like a really like a, a songwriting standpoint. So like we really like having a strong uh, songwriting in it. We both kind of, if we have an idea that we like, we can both be like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. So we'll go with that. We have a been, little honing pigeon. Yeah, but we've been really good as well. And something that I've really enjoyed is if I've just thought, oh, this is going to be, it's got to go like this. And then G's been like, oh, I don't really like it. <laughs> so let's, I'll be, all right, let's do something else. And then this other idea that I had no, I didn't hear, I couldn't like imagine it would go to, like comes out, and I'm like, oh, that's mm. that. That's one of the coolest things for me because it's like it's bringing something that I would have never thought of doing, yeah. And it just like it fit, and it's usually it fits better than what I was going to do. So I was mm. like, it's, that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have more influence that comes in, especially when you just find that person that you just work with so naturally. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I I write with my ex partner and that tends to we talked about this on a few interviews what's that like it's so far it's great because we were together for five years so it's like we're best friends but that dynamic is something that I don't think you can replace yeah Um, but do you also find your influences do you have very different influences that come together and work really well in terms of who you listen to and your favourite artists to see we do like I think we come from quite a different uh, parts of the spectrum in terms of like what we listen to 
but somehow it just seems to work together. Like mm. I'm really into um, like my kind of 60s, 70s songwriters, like storytellers. You got like Carol King and Joni Mitchell, and yeah. um, obviously like Dylan and mm. and Stevie Nicks. Um, but you really like your synths and your electronic and your guitars yeah. as well, and uh, somehow they just yeah. You know, I would I would say I think like I I think there's a lot that we do we do listen to because I like all that stuff as well. I think we we have like a lot of shared stuff, mm-hmm. and then we go up and like like we like not that the project's going to be like this, but we like I'll drum and bass and dance and stuff. But then I think we we do go off in some directions. I'll go off in like jam band world with like fish. Mo and fish, fish, and then Jill after Raimi and trying to put in like a thirteen eight <laughs> time signature in something. Just so well, like, <laughs> we've got a six eight one yeah. that is like. So I'm pushing the board. So hopefully we'll be like a really experimental prog yeah. band in about six months. So love it. You're just working your way towards to something. Yeah. You don't even know where it's going yet. No. Yeah. It's kind of like no barriers. I don't know what it is like folktronica maybe. Ah. Yeah. It's like kind of quite melodic um, top lines, but mm-hmm. um, we like layering different textures and mm-hmm. yeah. playing with synths and we do. Um, like our live setup, we've got like MPD drums, so one of us oh, will be laying nice. that in, and then one of us will be on guitar, or yeah. like somebody will do like dual vocals, like we'll share vocals mm. and do some harms. So mm. specifically, the song you played for us today, "Wild Horses," yeah, it called. How was that one created? Who did it start with? What was the initial idea? And also, was this an acoustic version? And it's got other layers. Or? Yes, it sounds. We've uh, demoed it up at home, and it sounds pretty different. It's super vibey to this version, <laughs> um, which will be exciting to yeah. come out. But as an acoustic version, we just thought, yeah, we'd do it. Uh, yeah. Acoustic vibes. But I think I was away with my family in Cornwall, and I just had um, they've got like a little flamenco guitar there, mm. and I love the sound of those. Mm. So I was just obsessively playing it the whole time I was there. Um, and I came up with the like chord progression and then just figured out some of the top line and um, just this kind of bed of lyrics that I had. And I think I sent it to you mm. on WhatsApp because we were sending ideas like mm. back and forth while I was away. I think I sent it to you and then you were like, oh, this is cool, we should definitely do something with it. And then got home and we um, demoed it, demoed it mm. up. Um, and you laid in a lot of the textures and kind of uh Diggs is really good at like chord coloring so mm. um my sort of understanding of guitar um or piano is quite like I can I do it enough that to play on but um mm-hmm. you color things in a really beautiful way so I think it sounds a lot more interesting than it did <laughs> when I brought it but yeah the the idea happened in Cornwall I guess yeah G got the amazing sketch it was just a case of filling in the gaps. filling in the, yeah. Yeah. yeah who does the production we both do, yeah, this? joint, which is cool. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. it's really, yeah, it's really cool. We've like, we'll smash on. It's nice, well, because we'll just be eating some food. We'll smash on some mix with the masters or something. And like, G, G's like super absorbent to like, like really like key information. So she'll pick some stuff up and we'll go, we'll go try it, mm-hmm. try it in the production. So it's been, it's been nice as well because we both got like a good grasp of like compression EQ and stuff. It's also been nice just to see, I think mixings. The production and mixings is quite like obviously an extension of yeah. like what you're hearing, mm. so things things kind of come together quite naturally, which is which yeah. is really cool. We seem to kind of go for similar kind of sounds as well. Mm. It's like 
you know, and you're just demoing something up and you're putting different layers in mm-hmm. and things and you just, you kind of figure out what something's missing. It's kind of like cooking, it's like something's missing, a spice yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We seem to always like go to quite similar things. Seasoning. Do you have the same thing with... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a nice balance to have. Like when you're sort of both interjecting but in the same headspace, because yeah. I think some people work together and they find they clash a lot, and then mm. like somebody have an idea and they'll be like, "That's just not what it needs." Mm. Yeah, but, um, like where do you go from that? Because yeah. it's just tastes really. It's like, one of you has to compromise, compromise. and it gets a bit um, difficult. Yeah, yeah. get something that nobody's yeah. happy with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote down for this one that you reminded me of Lord. Um, oh, big! Yeah, a love little that. bit of my heart. Li- now these, I don't know how you feel about these, but I made a little list um, of, and I always do this when I hear like the tone and the vibrato I don't know what it is about people's vibrato that I always hear like a, a specific influence but I wrote down uh, Ellie Goulding which I haven't heard in a long time I haven't heard uh, in a long time but there's something in there a little bit of Ella Henderson as well amazing and Zara Larson, and that's like a husky thing and then I, I wrote Tom Walker but I can't remember why Thanks. They're I don't all, know. They're all, Lord is like one of my heroes. Oh, really? She's like, every time I, I write something lyrically, like that's kind of my mm. my gold standard. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's so descriptive with everything. Yeah. Like all of her songs, you can, I know what the weather's like. I know <laughs> what the humidity's like. Yeah. I know, like, she's amazing. Love her. I've had all those ones before oh. from different people, apart from Tom Walker. Yeah, I think that was more of a writing... I don't know, actually. Do you like know what it probably is? Friends. It's probably because I've got a song called Leave a Light On, which is on YouTube, and that is also oh. a Tom Walker song, I think. Maybe. So maybe just, I don't know, maybe subliminally? or Yeah, maybe. There's something there. No I don't know. Thank you, though. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how you feel about that. Good. I take it. Yeah, that's very kind. Um, Thank you. So in terms of Wild Horses as a release, how are you going to do the whole um, the release process as a duo? Because now you've done it before as an indie artist or mm. a solo artist. Yeah. Um, do you feel like having another person to manage all the release stuff with is going to make things easier or a little bit more complicated, like the social media and yeah. the visuals and promotion? I mean, in some ways it's always, it's like having someone to take someone like the the weight off mm. is what you imagine as being big, really helpful, but I think we're probably just going to embrace the the DIY mm. side of things, aren't we? Because I think the more direct you can be with like people that listen to mm. listen to your stuff, the more control you have, the more like I don't know, I think it just like probably deepens that that relationship as mm. well because you know what people are asking mm. for, like what mm. what people are are enjoying what people are resonating with rather than someone telling you with a different set of motives probably mm. like a different set of interests what you should be doing mm. we've actually got a song coming out before that which is mm-hmm. a different track um so that'll probably be our second one yeah wild horses but yeah yeah, yeah. We've, we've definitely we've definitely found the limits with it because we've pr- promoted stuff before both of us are very if we're going to do something we'll just we're going to do it but then yeah. sometimes we can forget that like there's time and energy and their mm. resources so yeah. we've kind of like through the bit of experience that we've had kind of fine-tuned like the schedule of when we'll work and when we'll cut off but also like with the promo merging with with like tiktok and stuff finding a way that we're happy with promoting it mm. so that no disrespect to people that do this but we're not in a hallway like dancing to a tune because that's <laughs> not really that's, if, it, if that's just not our vibe so like finding ways to like promote on yeah. social media in like in a way that we like, mm. and then also be able to p- 
promote the track mm. as well as we can do mm. whilst also having some calm we have a tendency we have these little like we'll go for a meal or something we're just going to sit down and get the get the calendar out and we'll sort of chunk out mm-hmm. days and sometimes our days are literally planned by hour by hour <laughs> what we're doing it's like so organized and then we forget that <laughs> we can't do like two months worth of work in two weeks so we, we realise this halfway down like whose idea is this why who suggested this why are we exhausted <laughs> like, we've got seven 18 hour days in a row yeah that's yeah, ideal. But confidence is key. If you yeah. tell yourself that you can do it, you'll get a lot done, won't you? There you go. Yeah. yeah. At least we can ease off. We're quite bit. good, I yeah. think. In general, yeah. we're organised. Nothing else. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. That's what we like. And your duo name is that a? Yeah, uh, Harland Wolf. Harland Wolf. Yeah. So look out, everybody listening or watching. Look out for Harland Wolf and for Gigi. Um, we've got a lot coming up, and I'm very excited to hear it all coming out. So thanks for coming on the show. Where can we find you if we want to find you on social media and anywhere else? Where are you most active? Yeah, so that would be Instagram and TikTok for me, which is Gigi Harland. And then mm. Harland Wolf uh, is also on Insta and mm. probably will be on TikTok and yeah. everywhere else. Amazing. Yeah. Well, good luck with everything. Thank We're you. going to have you back on. I can feel it. This is, the, this is just the beginning. Thanks. This is just one of many. Thanks so, for having us this time. Yeah, oh, thank appreciate you Appreciate it. Thank you very time. much. Give me one night under your skies Heavy heat rising but I sleep under lightning And watch you rise, you're out in the desert Jericho Rose Roots with no water, so you grew up stronger. That's all you know. When you tell me you've been drifting and I'm not listening, God, it breaks me. Oh, cause you could be 10 miles under the I know where you'd be if I needed you. Wild horses couldn't stop me, couldn't hold back this truth. Breaking loose and running so free like you are. sun and stars I dance around you but you know I bloom for you in the dark and I'm never too busy you're never too much never too much don't need to move mountains for me just to make your mark but when you tell me You've been drifting, and I'm not listening.
God, it breaks me, oh, cause you could be tempers under the sea. I know where you be if I needed you. Somebody, somebody, somebody I love